johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. guys we are back with another episode of sports insider radio and now i can officially say we're going to make it in november to remember and it sounds nice it rhymes and it's what we're doing we got college basketball starting this monday we're full steam into the world series nhl which is my forte as well as all of the high volume and the edge betting and the positive EV playing that we're doing with our Telegram channels with at Vegas Ringers, David Miller. And, of course, we have the one and only national Ravens fan on the air with us, Big Mike, who's considering going to Monday night's football game because he is one of those traveling purple lunatics. How's everybody doing today? Wonderful, wonderful. It's 68 degrees outside here in Baltimore. I wish I was playing golf, but I basically say that pretty much every single day. Um, But it's, yeah, do I want to travel to New Orleans this time of the year, which is probably pretty pleasant, and go to the Monday night game? Yeah, I pretty much love going to road games. I mean, uh, Dave could probably attest to that. It's, It's a different experience. It's just like you feel, you feel like you're against the world when you're going to the road game. So it's, it's nothing like it, especially football game. Now, I've never done a road college game simply because here the, the Maryland Terrapins are not that prolific. So going to a road game is not as exciting. But um, from what I hear, it's, it's just as crazy, uh, especially we have a couple clients currently that are huge Tennessee fans. And – they went to that game when they beat Alabama, and they said that environment in there, just it, it trumps even the NFL game. So um, exciting. It's Monday Night Football. I get to actually pay attention to the game, unlike when it's Sunday, when it's like my brain can't handle it. I know uh, we'll get into it in a minute, but I know Dave, we spoke on Sunday night, and he was like, man, I just need a break. He's like, the last 13 hours – have been absolutely insane between, you know, the system releases that are pregame versus what he's doing in-game. I mean, it's just like it's it's information overhaul, as we call it. And that's just simply with NFL and, and basically majority on Saturday's college football. Now, when college basketball starts next week, and I'm going to 
asked this question to Dave, is how he divvies up his time on Saturday when there is a full board of college football and a full board of college basketball. So when he jumps on, um, he could jump in and interrupt me. Uh, we'll go over that as well. So that, that's going to be very exciting. I mean, I, I still can't understand – I still can't understand that that for whatever reason um, having access to all these different groups like how could somebody that's a just a daily better sit there on a Saturday morning and look at the board and see 60 70 games and try to try to beat the system for whatever reason I'm getting feedback John I'm hearing my echo. So, sorry about that, buddy. I thought you, I was muted. Go ahead. So, um, still hearing it. That's go ahead. It's that's on your end. It's not here. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't hear anything. You pick. Dave's on the end. Dave that? doesn't hear anything either. <clears throat> Dave, you there, brother? Yeah, how's everything out there? Well, aside from hearing my echo, um, it's it's glorious. It's hard to talk when you're hearing your echo, so it might be the feedback on the show. But, you know, we're, this is live. We don't have a recording. We don't script this show, so we're just going to plow through it. And if I hear my own echo, it is what it is. But, Dave, I was, at, I was basically – it's a question that I still find, you know, it's difficult for me to understand how you could handle – sitting there in front of screens for 13 hours a day, especially on the weekends, and be able to handle all this information. I call it information overhaul. I mean, it's constant monitoring of every single line on the board. What what does your day look like when college basketball starts, when it's college and basketball? Even harder. Even harder. Even harder, man. (laughs) It's harder, I can keep up. It's, it's. I just need a lot of caffeine. I can keep up. I got it. Now, do you do you at any point throughout the day where, obviously, you're you're watching for post betting, a lot of the time, especially NFL. I mean, you're you're waiting right to the wire. So it's it's unique. Just because I thought about that with post betting lately. With NFL, you haven't been doing nearly as much of post-betting that you were doing week one and week two, and you're doing a lot of early week releases. Now, is that strictly because you're able to get more volume and more down on each game, or it's simply because you're just getting a better number early in the week? Maybe give the the listeners the reasoning for that. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, In fact, you stumped me. I think – well, yeah, well, good question. Uh, I think in week one there was a lot of just massive overmoves. I don't know if people were just excited to bet or what was going on. And week two as well. So I don't, I don't exactly know where my plays have closed at the last few weeks. I think, it, I think, I think they've closed all right. I don't know. I just felt like they wouldn't get better. And then I didn't see anything that moved too much that I wanted the other side. So I guess that's the answer. Um, but 
like this week, kind of the same thing. I rattled off a lot of them right away. And then and then I just go opposite if they move a lot. That's usually my go-to, just fade them if they move a lot. And nothing, I don't think anything has moved too much the last couple of weeks. No. That it's, I uh, have or like the other side. Mm-hmm. They were saying that the only big move that actually we, we were on the on the opposite side, obviously with Tampa Bay, um, that that line moved drastically last Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus one to minus two, minus one and a half, right? Yeah, two at at post. Yeah. So what can you do? But yeah, yeah. What's wrong with them? Give us your rundown on. Why are they? What's wrong with them? With the Bucks? Yeah. Well, the Bucks, like I said last week when we talked about it, Dave, they're literally the slowest team in the NFL. I guess that statistic mattered a little bit, not in terms of picking the the right price of the game because we know they're all individual trades. It doesn't matter as much. But looking forward, I mean, the team. I don't know if it's, you know, the mental warfare that Brady is facing with his divorce that's he's just lashing out. He's not as crisp as he was in previous years. The team itself that's outside of the offensive line, the the offensive weapons that he has are just as good as they the year they won the Super Bowl. So, uh it's interesting that finally I think father time is catching up to him. Um, you know, Maybe Antonio Brown not being there is a huge difference maker. Obviously, it looks like it. And they're playing tough games. I mean, outside, I mean, they were pretty competitive for most of that Ravens game. It's just we're, from a team standpoint, the Ravens should be even better um, than they have been with their record. But obviously, with with losing those crazy leads, I mean, I, I can only imagine if you're a, like, public recreational better and you're betting the Ravens on those games, you're probably jumping up and down, being up 26 points in the fourth quarter or up 20 against the Bills at home and you're getting points. Like, you got to be going nuts when they lose those games. So that's yeah. that's like the insanity of recreational betting. And, you know, I've been getting a lot of DMs because they know I'm the guy that handles all of your clients. Cause if you had to deal with every single client, you would absolutely probably jump off your 26 story balcony. Um, yeah. And these guys are just, these guys are just like, they just don't get it. And as much as I like try to educate and go through a whole like qualification process, they're like, I, I want to get on telegram. What does that mean to you? So before I even say yes, I'm like, well, do you have a bank? Well, well, yeah, it's a, you know, I bet 200 a unit. Okay, well, a unit could stand different terminology for most people. Um, we we don't use the word unit. We use the word percentages of your bankroll because that unit is a ever changing figure. And what happens is that I go, what's your total bankroll? Well, two thousand. So you're betting 10% per unit? Yeah. Well, when you lose, what happens? Well, yeah, I, I, I get paid the following Friday, and I'll reload. Yeah. And I'm like, man, Dave, like these guys are like set up for failure. Like they can't yeah. win. 
Yeah, and it's, yeah. It, it, it angers me, but it's like it's so hard to break these bad habits that these guys have been doing for since they started betting, whether it was with their father and it was like a recreational thing that now they're, you know, old enough where they're, you know, in their late 20s or early 30s or they're, they're monitoring, you know, line movements and not for price, Dave. They're monitoring based on public money based on statistical data. It's like maybe there's a way out there that we just don't know. I mean, I feel like you're experienced enough to know that the only strategy that is efficient and can be replicated is, is positive EV betting to look at prices. Like, uh, so I don't know, man, uh, it's the, the world has a lot of naive people. I just wish a lot of them will take our coaching Seriously, because the ones that did, especially the ones that are using our alternate groups um, that obviously we know do extremely well, that are getting just as good of price as you are, and that are following you seasonally, like those guys are the ones that listen to this radio show and go, I get it. I don't have to, you know, reinvent the wheel. We know what we're doing, and we're doing it because we, we know the long game. Like when we had... I'll be honest, I'll go on the show and say I had, as a group, a losing Saturday. So be it. Big freaking deal. We lose games. We lose 3 to 4 to 5% of your bankroll. If that's really the case, you're not upset. But then we come back on Sunday and have a winning Sunday overall. Still positively finish in the plus with your NBA model, Dave, for the week. I mean, what is such a big deal that people are so emotional that they can't handle a losing day? So it's like as much as I want to um, believe that at some point this is going to end, it's not because clients are clients for a reason, and there's a reason why they need our coaching. Because if they were experts like you, Dave, they wouldn't need to be tuning in and following our every move and being coached if they knew how to extract positive EV value themselves off the board. So, you know, hopefully something will change in the future and people will be less naive, but from how it's going and the legalization in all these states, I feel like, if anything, there'll be more naive people. Yeah, that was well said. Uh, I think if you got well, every message, that you would go crazy. Uh, there's a lot of people that, oh, I only have $200 or yeah, stuff like well, that where we waste your time. Yeah, so so for for I was just on the phone with a gentleman who was uh, who DM'd you and he was interested in your product and it, uh, right before the radio show it, it and I said what do you normally play a game and he said well if I really feel and if he's listening hey I'm just sharing I'm not going to share your name he said you know if I really like something I'll slam it I'll go up to five thousand. I said, well, what do you have as your bankroll in your legal wagering account in the state you live in? He's at ten thousand. And then so what happens is I spend a lot of my time now backing people down and giving them the reality. I basically tell people, if you're listening, I'll tell you and save you the phone call. You're not paying for picks. I'm going to repeat that. You're not paying for picks. You're paying for a strategy. And first and foremost in that strategy is to risk 1% of your bankroll. I spend too many times too many calls, too many hours 
trying to get a guy to talk himself down that's normally betting a dime a game on a $10,000 account to know you need to bet all the games for $100 a game. And it, you know what? It becomes a waste of time. And my November to remember uh, promise to myself, my early New Year's promise, I'm not going to do that anymore. If you're out there and you're listening and you don't have 10000 don't call me. Just don't call me. It, it, it's it's yes, you could do it with two grand. Yes, you could do it with three grand. The problem is, if you're gonna you're 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 gonna at at some point have one too many beers and slam a game out of frustration. Watch the games. I don't. Dave has no idea. Dave, I don't even think you knew how the pregame results were on the weekend, and that's the point. He's so busy with the games that haven't started that you're not worried about the games that are already over. And last night, I, my, my personal service, I had seven hockey plays. has nothing to do with Dave, my own thing. I lost 1.25 units last night. I didn't even check the scores. One of my good clients who's listening to the radio show right now texted me, and he said, man, it looks like we're going to go 0-7. And, and then I wake up this morning, and we're down one game. Like he's texting me right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, – you know, so so the, the the bottom line is is that if you can stay away from watching the games, which is hard because I think Mike, it, it's for the listener out there where you guys get frustrated with the DMs and the guys only have two hundred or three hundred dollars in your account. We have to remember fundamentally, nobody trades crypto because it's fun. Nobody trades the stock market because it's fun. No one was a fan of the stock market. No one was a fan of the crypto market. These guys originally, the squares, the John Q. public, they literally start betting for only one reason. They love to watch sports. And if you're out there and you love to watch sports, we love you. We love you. Enjoy it. Mike loves traveling to every Ravens game. The difference is when do you make that transition from loving sports to I don't care what shape the ball is, I just want a positive EV edge, whether it be in international soccer, whether it be on Seattle Kraken last night or the Arizona Coyotes, whether it be on the Philadelphia Phillies. Hey, now, I love those dogs. Whether, whether it be on any of that, when that's the crossover, and I think, Mike, like I was saying prior to coming on the air, we're here, to, we're, here, we're here to inform, but one of the things I think is a misnomer is that nobody's purchasing. You should not think when you're calling our office you're purchasing picks. The strategies are what matter. The picks are secondary. Because if you, if you take the games that are given on the Telegram channel and you just ignore the strategy and you're betting 10 to 20% of your account on every game, it doesn't matter. You're not going to have enough money. You're going to run out. You're, gonna, you're not going to be able to handle that 0-8 streak that will evidently come. So anyway, that's just what I wanted to say. I also want to just give out some statistics. The clients love it. It has nothing to do with betting. Just so you guys know, and I know, Dave, I know you're a pro and you just do not care. But the clients want me to always go over this, so I'm going to give it to you guys. Right now, 123 completed NFL games this season. Dogs are 68, 52, and 3. Now, the reason why I'm bringing that up is the difference between, like Dave said on his Instagram story, fight for every penny. 
So if we walk through a, an imaginary math model and you are 60, and you are 68 and 52, in traditional marketing on a handicapping site, somebody would put up, I'm 68 and 50, 52, and I'm, I'm plus 16 units. You're not plus 16 units. You're plus 10 units, 10.8 units, because you would win 6,800 at 100 a game, and you would lose 57.20 at minus 110. When Dave, and if you didn't watch his story this weekend, start following Dave, not for his posts, for his stories. You'll learn a lot. When Dave said, fight for every cent, look at the difference between 105 and 110 on the same record. 68 and 52, you win 68, you lose 5460, you make 1340. That is a difference of almost four units, just in five cents juice. So what I always tell people is that it's not only about getting the best price, it's about paying the lowest big. I'm not going to mention sites. You can negotiate with who you deal with. I'm not going to name out companies. But, Dave, you and I can agree, fighting for every cent is definitely not square. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, do, they, do the people actually fight, though? That's the question. Fight, guys. Uh, every, all we can do is lead the horse to water, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> fight. Put up a fight. And, yeah. and it I mean, is it amazing. Saves, it saves yeah. you when you're losing. Saves you some money when you're losing, and you make more when you're winning. So it's definitely the right thing to do. You make right. more long term. Uh, uh -huh. And also, just for the clients that wanted to know, early in the NBA season, there have been a total of a hundred and seven games. We are the dogs are fifty four, fifty, and two. What is impressive about that overall record? is that the home dogs are 22 and 15, 60%. So far, the away dogs are actually underwater, 32 and 35. Yes, for all the pros listening, it's a small sample size. It means nothing. The clients like to know and they like to follow it. Um, so it is interesting right now in the NBA as well as in the, uh, in the uh, NFL, dogs have the edge so far on the season, early in the NBA season. Obviously, we're midway through the NFL season, and uh, those are your stats. For all those listeners out there, like I always tell you, um, I didn't have anything on the World Series last night, but I'm so looking forward to hopefully watching Philadelphia beat Houston just as a fan. And uh, if I can get good dog prices on, on Philadelphia and it's worthy of it, um, I will take them. What's interesting is this could be the year, Mike, uh, we're uh, an hour away from us. We could have the Philadelphia World Series champions, and we could have the Philadelphia Eagles champions, even though it's very early. Now, or did, they, did Philly know, could be like Seattle and win every game and then lose in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, so Dave, it's funny. Tampa Bay, so excuse me. John has New England. John has a really big arm. So what he was planning on doing, he was going. He's like, I'm going to go to the World Series game and I'm going to take a rock and I'm going to throw it and it's going to hit stadium where the Eagles are playing at the exact same time, and I'm going to get it on video. Do you think we should uh, do like a GoFundMe for that? See if John yeah, can sure. reach both stadiums with a rock? There you go. He's throwing a rock from where? From the Phillies game to the Eagles game. Thursday night. They're both playing. They're very close. Both stadiums. 
are literally very, very close to each other. So John has the biggest arm over here in Pikesville, Maryland. So he was known for to be able to, you know, get an, uh, a guy out from center field. He was had a laser. So this is this is the experiment. We're going to get John to throw a rock from the Phillies. World Series game, and he's going to... Here's the you know, question <laughs> to both of you. If Here's the question to both of you. If ha- you had the opportunity and, a, and somebody was just going to give you free tickets, would you rather go to the Eagles game, or would you rather go to oh, the World Series game? It's a World Series. Come on. It's a World Series uh, I just wanted it. I don't know. Dave might would rather go to the football game. Yeah, I know. The World Series. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. So we're all in agreement. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, do you think... Do you think the tickets will be cheaper to the Eagles game because more people are going to the World Series, so less people no are going to the Eagles game? No, no chance. They already said the tickets in Philadelphia are ten times more expensive than the tickets in Houston just because of the New York corridor. I told you the other day I priced out four tickets for us here at the office. I got us four seats for 3800 a ticket. We were going to consider going, but I said uh, I got other things to do, and I really want to go for 3800 a ticket. Then the game was canceled and postponed to the next day, so that would have been horrible. Um, now, uh, Mike, you sent me a link. Uh, I'm not going to name which sports book somebody was promoting. It's 27 straight days of football. That's correct. And, Dave, let me ask you, when there's island games every single day for 27 straight days, does that really uh, – you just treat it like any other play. There's really no difference to you. Like it's not I mean, any more beneficial. It, it kind of, it kind of sucks because, like it's. I like it when they're all there at once. But you just focus on the basketball, you know. Here and I'm the, aren't, aren't the handles higher on these island games? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because there's only one or two games to bet. Like tonight, everyone, yeah, everyone's going to bet these two games. So Even it was funny last night. Bothered. So last night, I was uh, a client texted me, and he at, at halftime of one of the football games, he goes halftime. Any thoughts? I said I have absolutely zero idea what you're talking about. He goes, well, the, the football. I said I'm not looking at the football game. I'm not like halftime. Any thoughts? Yeah, halftime. Go turn on a movie on Netflix. Those are my thoughts. Like I said. <laughs> You know, if if you guys, it's amazing because as many people as we talk to that follow you and follow me on Instagram and YouTube and watch our content, you still get the same pattern behavior. I want and a client asked me a question, Dave, back 20 years ago, were you, I know your story, but just for the new listeners that are listening, we don't have to get into the actual story. Prior to being introduced to sports wagering, were you an avid sports fan watching games when you lived in Seattle, or were you just like turned onto it as another opportunity in market? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I still watch it a little bit. But yeah, no, I mean in the beginning, pre pre wagering, pre wagering, like when you, before yeah. you even bet. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I do. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't need to watch any games, but yeah, I like I enjoy watching some of these. Same as you. I mean, you guys probably want to watch them more take that back you guys want to watch them more than i do probably but yeah i like having especially nfl or nba on absolutely yeah 
lot of games are moving right now. A lot of moving pieces right now, Dave. A lot of moving pieces. I'm looking at what you're sending out while you're sending them out. See, the sh- what the clients, I feel like most clients that have been used to dealing with the old school handicapping sales mentality, which is they hype up an individualized big game. They usually send it out the day of. It's, it's just all smoke and mirrors, right, Dave? What we're doing yeah. while I'm on the show is I'm taking your game that you are sending the betting ticket that you're making literally on air, and then we're putting it on the Telegram channels where clients are able to then bet the game instantaneously to basically try to catch the best price. Now, we all know that not all books are the same. Some books are better than others. But these clients are trained that they understand that if the price is gone, they're either going to wait to get the price that we have with the reduced juice, or they're just going to pass on the game because they know it's such a small incremental trade that 1% of their bankroll, win or lose, is not really doing it. What matters is at the end of a season with thousands and thousands of trades, constant reduced juice, they're going to make more money. We're, we've, like you said, on your – I think post Sunday night, um, where the game won, I can't exa- I can't remember which NFL game it was. I think it was Denver or the Lions, one of the two. But where you basically said squares are going to think the game won, so that's what they're happy with. The sharps are going to see that I got the best price in a reduced juice. That's what they fall in love with. So that mentality is what we try to emulate for our clients. If you're getting the games in real time, we're not waiting till after the show to send the games when the price could be gone. Not saying it will or it won't. You're not waiting while you're on the show to bet games if you're seeing that the lines are moving. This is real time, guys. Like This is what we do for a living. We are literally finding market inefficiencies. Why we're so successful is because we don't wait to just give out games from an opinion standpoint. We, Dave sees the line movements. We're instantly forecasting that exact trade to the client that gets it instantaneously on Telegram. Telegram is the, the best processor for getting the information out as quickly as possible. So for those clients that have DM'd me that are on the fence about why is Telegram so special, well, it's special because of the delivery and the amount of time and coaching that we put into every single client. And, I'm, and again, like we say to guys that DM you, Dave, that don't have the big bankrolls, if you can't afford Telegram, it's okay. We have other products that you could still get a sample of what Dave does. It just won't be the full gauntlet of getting access to every single release four, five, six days in advance at times. Um, for the weekend because we're, we're doing is unique. Nobody does it this way. And I feel like that's why you have such a strong following Dave. And so many people respect you is because we're not captivating the market of trying to tell you that there's a game tonight that won't lose. That is complete bull crap. If anybody were to tell me that, and I was on the phone with them, I would slam the phone on their head. This is not about, trying to tell you that there's a game they can't lose, John. 
This is about understanding market conditions. So that guy you were talking to, which I was listening to in the background, that guy is the bookmaker's favorite client because he's going to reload his account 50 times this year at small increments because he's not treating it like a business. So instead of all the negative, I think there's a lot of positivity well, right now. Well, let's I'll get to the positive. I got, I, got a, I got some questions that are, uh, that are for Dave. Dave, a uh, client who is on your Telegram pregame channel, wants to know how can he learn – what's the process for him learning how to do the middle you did on the Atlanta game um, since obviously that's not something that can be released pregame. He caught your story. He wants to understand how could he sit there and do that, and is it possible for the average guy at home to do that, or does it take too much skill? I mean, it does take a lot of skill. It's the learning curve for something like that it takes a minute, but I mean, anyone can learn it, you know. So it's not impossible. But yeah, the, the learning curve is definitely going to take some time for a player like that. But people can learn how to trade successfully. That's who, who don't the mentorship program, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, one okay. on one mentorship. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Let me ask you another question. Another client asked me a question as it's all publicly, and this has nothing to do with selections or strategy. This is just he wanted your opinion and take. Um, why? So I've, it's public knowledge, and we've talked about this before. All the holds um, are listed by state in the legal states. Why is it that Nevada and Colorado and New Jersey have the lowest hold um, of all 27 legal jurisdictions right now? And then you see other states like that have – when I say lowest hold, I mean like Nevada has a 5% hold while other states have a 13% hold. Is it because of the parlaying or is it just because there's sh- more my, – my, my opinion is sh- sharp traders – live in Colorado, sharp traders live in Jersey, sharp traders live in Nevada, and that's why the hold is so low, or do you think there's another reason? Uh, you're saying the hold is low. like in, So give me an example. I live in Maryland. Not, Maryland, the hold is almost yeah. 13%. But Maryland, the hold is almost 13% amongst the legal sports books for the month of October. The same hold in Vegas was 5%. Yeah, that's why. And then Colorado's pretty low too, right? So it's it's Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey are all sub-7, 5% and 6% holds. And then you see these. I would say me and all the people I came here with are keeping it lower. I mean, if I had to guess. I mean, I don't So when you see it. Yeah, so when you see a state like Maryland and it's 13.1%, what does that tell you about the type of wage? Does it mean it's just a lot of parlay? Or, like, it's just like I see some of these percentages. I mean, Montana, 14%. Uh, Mississippi, 15%. Is it, is it, and then you go to, like, Jersey, 6%. Uh, Nevada's 5%. Colorado, 6%. Huge difference in swings and holds. Well, no, yeah, it's, you, I think you. I think you're right. I mean, we have no way to prove your theory, but there's so many professional betters making money, so that obviously drags the overall hold 
from your average guy down. That that's probably right what you just said. But I mean, I have yeah, no I mean, when I, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just wondering what your percent. Now, what'll be interesting to see is as the years go by, do these states get sharper or do they just stay the yeah. same? No, they get you know? sharper. Oh, oh, your you know. your states like those Maryland. No, oh, I thought you meant the sports books. No, no, no. The the actual yeah. uh, people in those states do they get sharper and does the hold go down for the state, uh, or is it just yeah. Is, are they just printing money? You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. That's another good question. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is all – I don't think anybody knows the answer to all this. It's one of those things that well, – what, what, what it does show me is in Nevada and Colorado, it's almost like it's a lost leader. For the amount of money they're – like, it, it's not like – when I look at the numbers in the other states, it's like – it, I got to assume, like in Nevada, they make the majority of their revenue from the table games, not the sports. Because if the hold's only 5%, it's negligible versus what they're making on the blackjack table. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, and you're, those numbers are just, that's just sports betting, those numbers? Only sports betting, correct. Only sports betting. Right. So, for instance, Delaware last month, 14.7% hold. Maryland, 13.5% hold. Uh, so, like, Washington, D.C., 12.5% hold. Then you go to Nevada. Nevada, 5.7% hold. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's only sports betting. So I track these just to see how crazy the states are, and it just goes to show you, like, when they say they found new revenue in these states, boy, did they ever find new revenue. And so part of my sales process is to explain to these people that these states did not become legal because they're your friend and they wanted to give you opportunities to make money. The public, the information is public. They're basically saying, this is just another way to tax the uneducated better. You got an alcohol tax, you got a tobacco tax, now you have a gambling tax. And so do you want to be part of that tax or do you want to be part of the sharp side, which is making money and taking the money from those large holes? And that's kind of like, I don't want to say sales uh, pitch, but it is kind of like the numbers don't lie. Every guy that calls me from New York and tells me how sharp they are, um, and then I'm looking at the hold in New York, I have to laugh. They're very sharp in New York, extremely sharp in New York. The, New, the, the hold in Jersey is seven, and the hold in New York is 14. <laughs> and they're only a couple blocks away from each other. So obviously, they're not that sharp in New York. Well, yeah, Jersey, they there's people running just mass operations in Jersey, and this is why. And right. I do know we don't that. need to mention yeah. that. Right, right, right. Anyway, I just wanted to get because, into the politics of wagering for people that don't know. It is all public information. Yeah, if people just don't know what they're doing, they're just they're going to lose. And then if you know what you're doing, it's like almost – I don't want to say guaranteed money weekly, but, I mean, it almost is. So, yeah, it, it's – there's there, those. What it comes down to is those states have the more sophisticated betters, and New Jersey and Colorado are just leaking so much free money, and they just they don't. I guess they just don't care. I don't. I don't know at this point. I don't know. If Vegas is low too because it's the lowest. It's more, not low. It is more, the it is the lowest. Yeah. Well, there's more sophisticated betters there that. So you're gonna have less parlays and. Just 
the spewing off money. The, 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 you're going to have less of that in Vegas. So let, let's let's tap on that. You actually released a parlay on the Telegram channel for the Telegram subscribers. And let's talk about that because somebody was asking me. We always poo-poo parlays. And so, like, maybe you can give a little – not give out the parlay, but give an explanation of why sometimes you will make a parlay as you did for the first time this season on Telegram. Well, there has to be, like, a off-the-top edge where you can almost take any two prices and have an edge because there's such a strong correlation. Like you could have taken any prices on that one and it has an edge. So. Right. And, and, you, and, and again, the result is the result. We don't care about the result. We care about the pre-edge. And that's for the listeners to get that, you know, that's what matters the most and first and foremost. So again, when you're looking for edges, you don't really care what you're betting um, you're just looking yeah, for the uh, edge, and if that means it's a parlay, it's a parlay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good spot there for sure. And a lot of so we got about parlay. Right. Exactly. So let me ask you, since we got a couple about 14 minutes left, time flies when you're having fun. Let's talk about our free selections in the NFL, since we know it's small sample size, but people love them. I'll let one of you two start. I'll be the last guy. Um, All right, Dave. So the going right now is two. I'll take the Cardinals minus two. Wow. Against Seattle. Yeah, Actually, I like that spot. spot. Yeah, I like that spot a lot. I think they're – I do believe that the, the books are overvaluing Seattle right now just because of the record. It's they still have not. It's a divisional matchup, and I think Arizona is definitely trending upward um, based on it. But I think that line, if had Seattle lost last week, that would have been a pick'em. So I think I, Seattle I, lost uh, last week. I think if Seattle lost last week, Arizona would be at least minus three here. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Sorry, the reverse. So yeah, just I mean, I, a, a big win. Well, I think it was. Well, I think it was. Let me see what it was before last week's game. I believe it was. It was three and a half. It looked that. like it opened at three and a half. Yeah, you were quick to know that. How'd you know that? Do you actually what, look at those? Yeah, of course. Have it up on the screen in front of me, brother. This is what I do for for myself, my brain, no, you, and my no, ability gave, to. No, but you gave the. You gave the. The look ahead line last week. I'm surprised you look at that. I'll be honest. Or did it open somehow three? And it, yeah, I know because it opened three. But you, the look ahead line was three and a half. So you were you were looking at the look ahead line. That's correct. Which is yeah. Okay, nice. I mean, you should look at that. That's my tip for the day to everybody. Always look at the look ahead line. All right. Anyway, what's your what's your what's your play? I'm in between a couple games. I don't want to lose no, my take record. Take a stand. Take a stand already. I don't like <laughs> to lose my uh, my record on air. I've been I've been exceptionally well. Not that that matters for any reason whatsoever, except my um, square my small ego. sample size. That's it's about <laughs> very square square card. Um, 
No, but I will I will take Wait, I like spot, that, like, Dave. Instead of a soccer game with the red card, we'll have the square card. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Jacksonville at home. Getting one and a half. Uh, okay. They are, and, and 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 just so you know, the worst team against the spread, which is square, of all the teams in all the NFL, is the Tampa Bay and Jacksonville, tied with two and six ATS. So let's see if they can get one on your free selection this week. I am going to take the Detroit Lions one and six against the three and five Packers. I am not going to be that guy that says there's no way. Matter of fact, not only am I going to take the lines, I'm going to take them on the money line. Everybody and their mother is going to be on the Packers. There's no way Aaron Rodgers can lose four in a row. So I know if I can get four, it's three and a half now. Even if it got to four, that would even be better. So my my fade the square public on the Green Bay Packers will be the Detroit Lions at home. And – who would have, who would have thought early in the season if you just faded the Rodgers and uh, Brady, you'd be rocking and rolling. Um, a client just asked me a question why we're on the air, Dave. Uh, Kyle just sent me a text message. He said, currently listening to the show, can you ask Dave how big of a – I'm reading this verbatim – how big of a gap you need to middle a game? I have a ticket on a game under 59. It's currently now 54 and a half. Thanks. Again, I'm reading it verbatim. It may not. It may be square question, but maybe you can answer Kyle um, on that. He has a ticket under 59, and currently the price is 54 and a half. When does he automatically look to do a middle? There is no automatic look for a middle, first of all. But the, the profitable middle there at minus 110 would be like 56 and a half. So as it stands, it's it's good, but. Once again, what's his reason to want to bet the other side? I mean, is he like yeah, that's, my qu- that's my question, John, as well. What's probably what's the for him um, to well, try I'm, to- I'm sure he probably just sees that he got the best of the number, 59, and he sees it's 54 and a half, and maybe in his mind he thinks you just automatically look for a middling opportunity. I'm sure I'll no, get a text from him by the time we're all there. Square but card. That's, there it is, square card. Square. Use the word automatic, Kyle, square Kyle, card. We're, we're pulling the red square card. <clears throat> square card. So he beat the number. Yeah. If you got the best of the number, then just leave it alone, is what Dave would really say. Correct, Dave? Unless yeah. you had a compelling that's reason to go over. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Man. I think we're getting it, yeah. There's no I like yeah. it. All right. That's it. Yeah, you, you just summed it up. There's nothing else. Leave it alone. Let, oh, let, last got, question. A client, a client call, just you, – You got what we call the nuts, my man. Leave it exactly. open. And then, when the, and then when the total lands like 68, do the same thing next time. Don't level yourself and go, I should have went over after you see the final result. Only squares do that. Exactly. Um, and the um, the the – a client asked me, and I'll let you answer. He said, can you explain hold? We were talking about hold earlier. Don in Texas. I'm getting all these texts in real time. Don in Texas wants to know, David, can you explain hold? I mean, to me, it's just the profit that they make off all the transacted money unless I'm missing something. The hold? Yeah, he said, can you explain the hold when I was talking about the hold figures? Isn't it just the difference between the wins and the losses and how much yeah. the takeout is yeah, for right. the sports books? 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah, that's, thinks that's, when they first get into sports wagering, and tell me if I'm incorrect, Dave, everybody thinks there's a misinformation that the job of the bookmaker is to get two-sided action on the same game and 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 make an at 10%, like, you know, have a million on one side and 1.1 million on the other side, pay four them and the half winners percent. a million. It's four and a half percent. Four and a half percent. Yeah, okay. Um, right. Now what? What was the rest of the question? That a lot of people just have a misnomer that believe that the sports books make 10% because they see the VIG number and they think, oh, 110, pay 100, keep 10. If, no, that, that, that it's not 10%. It's 4.5%. And they're not well, always they, even. Well, no, they actually want to make more than that. Because the crazy thing is, I've, I've heard this from many people in the business, the public picks under 50% on, on straight bets. Can you believe? Can you believe that? Under fifty percent. Okay, like I, I, I've heard it from many people too that see the numbers. The public actually picks under fifty percent, so it's it's more than that. I mean, I know that you're probably thinking, no way, me too, but that's from reputable people. So I mean, I don't take it for what it's worth. It seems, it seems like the way they do some of those lines, I, I could see it, you know, with, but. That's crazy, huh? I mean, under 50%. Yeah, so, so let me ask you a question. A client just asked me, where did you come up with the 4.5% number? I'm getting fire, firebombed with text. I love it. Um, he said, well, where did to, Dave come up? Well, you have to factor in pushes, and then uh, you have to factor in pushes, and then half the time the winners get the money back, so it's not 10%. Oh, uh, you're right. saying a million? Exactly. Okay. Wait, you're saying no? Wait, you're saying so? There's two million in volume? Yeah. Let's say yeah. Exactly. Let's say there's a million on one yeah, side, yeah. a million well, on the it's other. Still, side. It's still, it's still four and a half percent. It's not ten percent. So it would be, what is that? Uh, Ninety thousand? Or Got yeah, it. yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. Because the winners get the money back. That's why. The winners don't pay commission, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, and then you factor in you're, pushes. So they, so they just call it four and a half percent. But it's, it's yeah, you remember, part. guys. Remember, guys. This is not financial market trading where you pay commission on both sides of a trade. This is you're putting up the commission, whether it's ten cents or five cents, and you're getting that money back when you win. Um, so you're always, you know, it, it, at the window when you do that, you're always, you know, you hand them one hundred and ten, and you get back two ten. You don't get back two hundred. So you're only paying the commission when you lose, not when you win. But long-term, like Dave said, you make more when you win and you lose less when you lose at 105 versus 110, especially when you're talking about the high volume of college basketball where you can have 30 games a day. Yeah, that's, that's around the corner. What a fun time, huh? Monday, next Monday, Midnight Madness. Yeah, once that starts, it's, oh, it's pretty intense. Pretty intense, guys. <laughs> Oh, I think. Oh, so let me mark this down. So Dave has. Is, let me write this down for bookkeeping. I have Detroit. What do you got, Mike? Jacksonville. And then Dave has against Seattle. Whoever they're playing. Arizona. I feel like I've done Arizona. bad on this. I, I, each week I go. Oh, I lost my free one. So I think I'm doing bad. <laughs> nah, it's all right. What's my What's my record overall? 
I mean, I don't care. I'm not going to cry about it. What, what's the I, honestly? Have- I, I got to tell you, all shows are archived, listeners. If you somebody wants to go back and listen for me, I have not. We were on a little bit of a run a couple weeks ago. We were all like undefeated, uh, but no, no, I don't, nobody's really been doing bad. Um, I will say this. Um, well, you were three zero. Any- I thought. Yeah, I was three zero, and then I dropped one, and then I won one. I got to go back and I got to I got to analyze it. But for all the guys listening, you know. Again, we're trying to educate you on that you're not buying picks. You're paying for strategies, and you're paying for the know-out and understanding that the games really don't matter. The lines are what matter, and this is, this is what we try to preach every week. We have fun. We give out free selections. I'm definitely 100% on Wednesday, November 2nd, playing the Astros tonight plus money. If I can get them, if I can't get them plus money, then I'm not playing them. But that's just my secondary. What's, what's, the, what's the reasoning behind that? Oh, I'm definitely don't a make square. me pull the S card. Don't make me pull the S card. But right what's now, it's reason? even money. It's even money. It's even money right now. Just I, I, I believe in the whole. So again, I don't want to get market against market conditions. Is there a better price that you're seeing on your screen than anywhere else? Too early. Too early. Right. In a perfect right. world, they were right. too okay. early. Game is at 8.03 tonight, 70 degrees in Philadelphia. Maybe we can go online, get some good tickets for like 6000 each, and head on up. Sorry, I don't want to be slow. Sorry, you're saying – I don't want to be slow here, but I feel like I'm having a slow moment. You're just assuming that – you're thinking people are going to bet Houston and that the price will go up? No, I'm thinking people are going to bet Philly and the price will go up. Oh, so you're going to – I'm talking about Houston – Houston oh, okay. at post. Right, right. But I'd Houston like to get post, a big okay. price. Right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Okay. You know, it's, the game is until 8 o'clock tonight. I will. I do think that the volume, I, I have to check and see if the World Series volume is affected by having all these island games with college football every night. We have Central Michigan, Northern Illinois tonight, Western Michigan at Bowling Green tonight. Yeah, no so, again, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Nobody cares about so, that. Nobody cares about that. Um not tonight. No, I agree. Uh, but it is wild because I'm looking at the DB screen, and we have football every single day for all you football nuts. Every single day for 27 days now, no break in football as we begin college basketball. Whoever did that schedule, they wanted to make sure David Miller never sleeps. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> got to keep going. No sleeping now. Yeah, no, it, it's worth too much. So, yeah, I got to. I got to do this, guys. I'll be here all day, every day. Yeah, follow Dave at Vegas Ringers for his stories. You can follow me at John Syndicate in the middle, two S's for my stories. You might learn something. Follow Mike at VR underscore Mike Safir, S-A-F-I-R. Another edition in the books. Have a great day. Let's make it in November to remember.